Welcome to a new day. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 that indeed God is doing something new and it's for you to be a lot. It's for you to be perceptive. It's for you to perceive what God is doing. This hour God is doing a new thing and in this new day we today are going to be looking at a spiritual breakthrough. I believe God has got something great that is destined for you and I. God has something awesome. God has something great. God has something big that's planned for you and I. And you and I have to come to that place of calling forth that spiritual breakthrough that what it is. You're going to be looking and thinking, Charles, hold on, hold on, hold on, Charles. What is a spiritual breakthrough? Let me take you back to a few, a few years in history. In 1954, many men, many women believed that nobody could run a mile in under four minutes. But one man by the name of Roger Bannister, one day he woke up and he had been deciding and saying it to himself that it is possible. On a day that it was windy, on a day that it seemed that it was not going to be possible, Roger Bannister got up running and he ran that race. He had pacemakers who did their work and he ran. And he made sure that by the finish line when he got there, it was 3 minutes, 59 seconds and 4. And he was under the 4-minute mark that many men had said would be impossible. Roger Bannister broke through a barrier. A breakthrough is when you break through a barrier. Do you remember when men, men and women said we could never fly? All of the Wright brothers defied the odds and they put a plane up in the air. Many had said metal cannot fly. But they made a plane and got it to fly. And today we fly all over the world because of a breakthrough that the Wright brothers brought to us. What's a spiritual breakthrough? It's when suddenly in the spiritual atmosphere, things begin to change. We are told in the word of God in Acts chapter 11 that this men and women of God who were scattering, who were running away, who were moving from Jerusalem and into other places because of persecution, they arrived in Antioch and the hand of God was on them and suddenly they were seeing a great many people added to God. I want to encourage you that this is an hour for spiritual breakthrough. This is an hour that we are believing God that from Monday when we begin fighting, Fasting midnight tonight, uh, that from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we are going to be calling on God uh, for a spiritual breakthrough in our families, uh, in our lives, uh, in our spouses, in our children, uh, in our businesses, in our schools. Uh, we're going to be calling on God. God, uh, we need to see a breakthrough in our cities, uh, a breakthrough in our business, uh, a breakthrough in this nation, uh, a breakthrough like no other. Do you know that David called God? the God of my breakthrough. The Bible says that at one time David was surrounded by enemies uh, and he prayed to God uh, and God gave him a strategy of how he would defeat the enemy. And in the place of prayer, God gave him an answer, told him what to do and David did exactly that and God became the God of his breakthrough. I believe that over the next few days, uh, you are about to call God the God of your breakthrough because you are about to break forth and break into things that others had said you cannot be able to do. You're about to see limitations come off. You're about to see ceilings come off. You're about to do what the doctor said you're not going to be able to do. Why? Because of a spiritual breakthrough. Your 
hour for your breakthrough is now. This new day, I came to clarify, to call. I came to give a call. I gave to raise a clarion call. I came to cry out to God and to say, God, there is a new day and my breakthrough is in this hour. And no matter what the circumstances look like, I know my hour for breakthrough is now. And the God of my breakthrough is very much with you and I. What do we need for spiritual breakthrough? When we look at the disciples who went into Antioch, there are a few nuggets that we can pick from there that will be able to tell us what exactly you and I need for spiritual breakthrough. Number one thing we see is the hand of God was upon the disciples. In Acts chapter 11 verse 20, we're not given the names of the people that went into Antioch. But in verse 21 we are told, and the hand of God was upon them. The hand of God was upon this nameless people. And the Bible records that because the hand of God was on them, a great many believed and turned to God. Because the hand of God is coming upon you and I, we are about to experience a miraculous. We are about to see breakthroughs in all dimensions. Breakthroughs in our careers. Breakthroughs in our children. Breakthroughs in our families. Breakthroughs in ways and in places we thought God would never do it. Suddenly because of the hand of God, you and I are going to see a move like never before. What is the hand of God? You might be looking and thinking, Charles, what are you saying? What is the hand of God? In the Old Testament, the hand of God gives a connotation. It gives an idea that it that speaks of the power and the presence of God. Jabez in First Chronicles chapter 4, we're introduced to a gentleman called Jabez, a gentleman whose name means pain, who cries to God. And in a prayer that is very famous in, in First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10, he cries to God and said, bless me indeed. He cries to him and says, enlarge my territory. And the third thing, and really this is the thing I want to hit on, is that Jabez cries to God and said, God, let your hand be with me. If Jabez could cry for God, bless me. And yet God, he didn't feel that was enough. But he would say, God, I also want your hand to rest on me. I want your hand to be with me. I want your hand to go with me. Here was a man who was saying that, you know what? It's not just the blessing I want. It's not just the influence I want. It's not just the acquisition of things. No, I want the anointing of God. I want the presence of God. I want God himself to walk with me. It comes across as Jabez was saying, God, take my hand. It's like a child crossing the road and telling the parent, hold my hand as we cross the road together. And Jabez was basically telling God, hold my hand. That as I go through, navigate through life in this new day. I want your hand to hold mine. Steer me. Take me to the place that you need me to go. When you're driving, you can't see for many years, you can't have just entered a car and just expected the car to take you anywhere. You need to put your hands on the steering wheel and drive to the place that you need to get to. As you can tell, the church leadership have graciously allowed me to come into the studio and record. It took me driving from Cambridge into Peterborough to do this recording. I, my hands had to be on the steering wheel. When you tell God, I want the hand of God to be upon me, you're telling God, let your hand be upon the steering wheel of my life uh, and let your power be made manifest. Let your presence 
presence be made manifest in wherever place that you are driving in this new day. As I'm going through, navigating through life, uh, let your hand hold the steering wheel of my life uh, and let me experience your joy. You navigate me through each and every place uh, and I will come into the new day as I break forth into new places and many places. Uh, one translation of the Bible says uh, that the cry of for a new day, that the hand of God was with them. And that basically the translation says is that the presence of God and his power was evident. It was evident. It was evident. It wasn't a talk. It wasn't something that nobody could say it wasn't there. It, the power of God was made manifest. The Bible says that Jesus told the disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that the power of God will come upon you and you will be witnesses. That tells me in Acts chapter 11 that they were witnessing the power of God at work because the hand of God was with them. I want you to rise up and pray over the next few days as we seek the Lord in prayer and in fasting, as we pray and declare that indeed this is a new day. I want you to pray that the hand of God will be upon yourself, upon the church, upon your family, upon your business, that you will pray and cry to God, let your hand come upon me and let there be evidence that God God is God, uh, that they are you. Omega is the one who rules and reigns. The one who is the beginning and the end is the one who is in charge. That the miracle worker, his hand is upon me. And I believe that God, who is not an impartial God, the Bible says he's not a God of favorism. If he could do it in Antioch, he can do it in Peterborough. He can do it in Leicester. He can do it in Cambridge. He can do it in London. He can do it in Edinburgh. He can do it in Glasgow. He can do it in the the United Kingdom uh, and he can do a great work because his hand is coming upon you and I like never before. You and I need the hand of God uh, that we may see breakthrough upon breakthrough in all that we desire to see. That we may see God break forth uh, in areas that are of captivity. Right now the circumstances may be looking bleak. Uh, things may look like nothing is happening. Uh, but in this new day, uh, God desires that you welcome, you cry for his hand uh, to come upon you. And as his hand comes upon you, you will see great things happening like never before. You will see him do wonders. In the Old Testament, they believed that when the hand of God moved, they saw his power do things. The psalmist declared that it was by the hand of God and the favor of God that the children of Israel possessed the land. I believe that as the hand of God moves over you and I, over our families, over our businesses, over our careers, over our fellowships, over our life groups, over our churches, over our brothers and sisters over the United Kingdom, we will rise like never before. We will rise into new heights of glory. There will be a restoration and we will take new land. Why? Because the hand of God coming upon us will change our landscape for glory. God, I believe, has got great things for you and I. Jesus told the disciples, Lo, I am with you always. 
In fact, the Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 20, that as they preached the word, the Lord confirmed it with signs and with wonders. I believe when the hand of God comes upon you and I, as we pray, we are about to see signs and wonders like never before. We are about to see the hand of God like never before. We are about to see miracles like never before. You're about to discover cancer has gone, diabetes has gone. You're about to discover the miracles miraculous. Uh, you're about to see the blind eyes opened. Uh, the deaf are about to hear. The dumb are about to speak. Uh, the dead are about to be raised. Uh, what seemed to be dead in your life is about to come alive because when the hand of God comes upon you, what seemed to be finished will suddenly become a new beginning. Uh, and that's why this is a new day. And we want to believe God over the next few days uh, that as we pray, as we declare it, uh, as we cry for the hand of God to come upon us, we will see and experience a spiritual breakthrough like never before. The second thing we see is that Barnabas was sent uh, by the church in Jerusalem into the place, into the church in Antioch. Uh, Barnabas is, is described uh, by many words. Uh, we see Barnabas in, uh, in Acts chapter 11 verse 22, that he's described as a man who is full of the spirit of God. Uh, this hour for spiritual breakthrough. You and I need to come to that place where we need to be full of the spirit of God. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but when you got driving you can never drive a car on empty my brother my sister wherever you are ladies and gentlemen wherever you are listening to me I want to urge you to spend the next few days uh, imagine yourself as a car that needs to be refueled uh, that needs to receive more fuel uh, take time over the next few days uh, over Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday to wait on God and ask God uh, fill me afresh uh, you may be looking and saying I'm not have any strength. I'm weary. It's been tough, Charles. It's been rough on me. I still don't know what tomorrow holds. I want you to come into the presence of God and cry and tell God, God, fill me again. Fill me with your spirit again. Fill me again like never before. Let's use the next seven days like you would take a car for servicing. You know the car needs to go for an MOT. And the few things that you need to do is take the car for service. The oil has to be changed. Use the next few days for oil to be changed in your life. Let the oil of God begin to flow for your breakthrough, that you may be full of the Spirit of God. Let that part-time place be where even the air filter in your life is filled, is removed, so that you have a new air filter, so that the engine is not clogged with dust, so that the engine of your life is not clogged. It's not cluttered. It's not full of things that shouldn't be there. I want you to take time over the next few days. Let it be that you will wait on God like never before. Spend time waiting on him. Spend time asking him, God, where do we do? What do we begin? I believe God will do great things. Barnabas was a man of faith. Bible says that Barnabas believed God for everything. He was a man of faith, ready for God, ready to see what God would do. He believed that nothing was impossible because when you have faith, 
You have no time for doubt. You have no place for unbelief. You believe what the word of God says. Use the next few days to tell God, God, let my faith begin to come alive. Begin to declare the word of God. Take the the shield and begin to declare that indeed in Christ, I am forgiven and made righteous. I am set apart for purity and and for ministry. Ah, greatness is within me because God's living within me. Open your mouth and fill yourself with faith and let doubt go away. Put unbelief aside and you will see God do great things. How do we position ourselves for spiritual breakthrough? Number one, create an atmosphere for worship. Create an atmosphere where you will believe God like never before. Ah, create an atmosphere of worship. The Bible says that they came to minister to God in worship. Open your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday, your Sunday. Let it begin with worship. Take time, lunch hour, to spend time with worship. At the close of day, spend time with worship. Let worship arise. Begin to declare to God that he alone is God and that he is everything. Worship him for who he is. Worship him for he is the greatness and the promises that he has lying ahead. Open your mouth and declare to him that God, you're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The one who was, who is and is to come. You're the one who's worthy, Jesus. You're the risen lamb. You're the lion of the tribe of Judah. The one who prevails and therefore I weep no more. That's what his word says. Worship him. Love on him. Let him know that he's the one that you love. Let him know that he's the one that you treasure. Let him know that he's the one who is God and no one else. Worship. Let your worship arise. Worship him more than everything, more than anything. Worship him like never before. Secondly, create a culture of prayer and fasting. Ah, get praying more than ever. Your breakthrough is dependent on you pushing like never before. Like a mother who's in the delivery room, being told by the midwife, push. I came to be a midwife to encourage you to push like never before. I came here to tell you that our, the season you're in for your spiritual breakthrough, spend time in prayer. Over the next seven days, I urge you, my brother, my sister, I urge you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's spend time in prayer. Let's put aside a meal. Fasting is about putting aside our pleasures and saying, I'm going to spend time with God. Put aside the breakfast and read the Bible, meditate on the Bible, spend time talking to God. Get on, get on, get on calling somebody, call a friend, call a neighbor, call, call someone that you're going to pray with, call somebody and pray together with them uh, and spend time praying with people and so that you're praying not just for yourself, but you're also praying for this breakthrough. You pray for somebody else's breakthrough and as you're praying for somebody else's breakthrough, let somebody else pray for your breakthrough because as we pray for one another individually, then as a, na- as a tribe, as a nation, as a people, we can arise and believe God for a breakthrough in our nation. Let's spend some time in prayer. Billy Graham said to get nations back on their feet, we must get down 
on our knees, if such could be said, if we all could get on our knees and pray, then our nation will stand, uh, and the nations of this world will stand, uh, and God's name will be praised like never before. Let's spend time not just creating an atmosphere of worship. Let's not just spend time just in prayer and in fasting, but let's also get involved in the mission that we have to go and tell the world about Jesus. Jesus. They saw the hand of God move because they went out and told people about Jesus. I pray to God that you will be convicted to arise. Tell your workmate, tell your neighbor, tell somebody across the street, tell the person on the bus stop, tell the person you may meet in the car park, tell the person in the shop as you're showing your shopping, tell them about Jesus, the soon and coming king, the one who loves us, the one who died for you and I. Tell him that indeed this is the season. Your breakthrough is coming as you spend time to create an atmosphere of worship. Your breakthrough is coming as you spend time creating a culture of prayer and fasting. Your breakthrough is coming as you spend time declaring the word of God. You will see the hand of God move over your life like never before. As you wait on him this week. I want to encourage somebody who's listening to me. And you're looking and you're saying, I'm not a Christian. I've never met Jesus. For you to have a breakthrough, Jesus needs to be the Lord of your life. And if you're listening to me right now, I encourage you. If Jesus is not the Lord and Savior of your life, please pray after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you. I yield my life to you. I give myself to you. I pray, Father, here I am. I surrender my all to thee. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior, my all. Thank you, for you are a good God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that prayer for the very first time, kindly there's a link on the screen. I'd like you to respond. Would love to walk with you as you begin this journey of a spiritual breakthrough in this new day. Thank you. <clears throat> for each and every one of you who's listening, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you that indeed that God's hand will rest on you. <clears throat> I want to tell you a story about myself. Something that happened that brought me to the place where I can truly say I have seen the hand of God in my life. A few years after I got born again, many years ago, when I got born again, after some time, I, I, I needed to see the hand of God. And I was, honestly was desiring to receive the baptism of the Spirit of God. I fasted, I prayed, I did everything, everything there was. I went for meetings, I was, hands were laid on me. In fact, in some places I thought legs were being laid on me because of the force and the veracity that people were applying and everything. But... I, in, in all of it, I kept just saying, God, this is it. You see, September 12th is a special day for me. It's not just my birthday, but it's also a day that God walked into my room. On September 12th, many years ago, as I was waiting on God, this young boy, young man, 
my family had asked me, do you want us to give you anything for your for a birthday present? And I had said, no, I don't want a cake. I don't want anything. I knew what I wanted from God. I wanted his hand to come on me. And I wanted him to walk into my life and do something new. Let me tell you what happened. That day went through the whole day and nothing happened. I, I just was worshiping, taking scriptures. I kept meditating on one scripture, Luke chapter 11, verse 13, that if you being evil know how to give good, good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And so I kept asking, God, you're a good, good father. Give me the Holy Spirit. Baptize me with your spirit. Let your spirit come into my life. At about 10 o'clock, I'd gone into bed. I was just worshiping and singing a simple chorus, hallelujah. And suddenly I realized I wasn't singing in my mother tongue. I wasn't singing in English. I wasn't singing in Kiswahili. I was singing in a language that I did not know. I shot out of bed, startled and wondering what had happened. And I fell on my knees thanking God and saying, God, thank you because you are a good, good father. With my hands lifted up, I began to say thank you. And I knew that I was not speaking in a language that was not of man. I knew what I had was a heavenly encounter and the hand of God was on me. I want to pray for you. This week, forgive my emotion, it's because my prayer is that this week you will meet with God. Wherever you are, I'm going to ask you, lift your hands above your head. It's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of saying, God, here I am. And as you lift your hands, I believe this week the hand of God is coming on you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every listener, every person whose hand is lifted up, wherever their hands are, are lifted up, wherever they are in their homes, in whichever city, in whichever place, in wherever this is going out to. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your hand will rise. Your hand will rise upon them, O oh God. I pray that this week, Monday, Friday, Monday to Friday, Saturday, Monday, to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as they wait on you, O oh God, that Jehovah God, your hand will rest on them. I pray for an encounter, that they will encounter your spirit, that, Father, you will walk into their homes, that you will walk into their business, you will walk into their children, you will walk into that which pertains to them, and that your hand will rest on them, rest on their business, rest on their families uh, rest on the church uh, and that they will go out for the God uh, and as they proclaim about Jesus uh, your hand will rest on them uh, that father you will turn uh, things around uh, I pray that whoever is believing you that you will fill them afresh with your spirit. I pray for a fresh baptism of your spirit, a fresh encounter. I pray that Jehovah God, your grace will abound over their lives. You will do a new thing over them. You will do a new work over them. I pray that this, this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there will be a conviction to pray, a desire to pray, a drive to pray, a desire to worship you. There will be longing just for your presence, uh, just to dwell in your midst. Uh, I pray that for every listener, this week uh, is your week for your spiritual breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you.